Hi everyone, welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. In this podcast, we will talk about an approach to chronic dyspnea. Number one, definitions. The American Thoracic Society defines dyspnea as a subjective experience of breathing discomfort. This uncomfortable experience derives from the interaction of multiple physiological, psychological, social, and environmental factors. Acute dyspnea usually occurs over hours to days, and chronic dyspnea for more than four weeks. Therefore, four weeks is our key number when thinking of acute versus chronic dyspnea. Number two, pathophysiology. Most patients with dyspnea are categorized into respiratory or cardiac dyspnea. We have a respiratory controller, a breathing pump, and a gas exchanger in the respiratory class. The respiratory controller is mainly the brainstem in charge of determining the rate and depth of breathing. Dyspnea from stimulation of the respiratory controller can be described as air hunger. The ventilatory pump comprises the respiratory muscles, nerves, chest wall bones, pleura, and airways. Finally, a gas exchanger in the alveoli and pulmonary capillaries allows oxygen and other gases to diffuse from the airways into the peripheral blood. Any abnormality in these respiratory systems will cause dyspnea. The cardiovascular system moves oxygenated blood from the lungs to the tissues. A pump, which is the heart, is needed to move that blood, and hemoglobin, which is a transporter, are both required to accomplish these tasks. Therefore, anemia and heart failure with all their variants can cause chronic dyspnea. Number three, causes. One can divide causes of chronic dyspnea into systems such as pulmonary, cardiovascular, and miscellaneous. Pulmonary causes can be subdivided into five functional components, pleural disease, airways, interstitium, alveoli, and vessels. The pleural disease consists of pleural effusions with malignancy, heart failure, and infection as the leading causes. Remember that tuberculosis is one of the main causes outside of the U.S. COPD and asthma are the main causes of airway disease. Interstitial lung disease is the leading cause of the interstitial component. Alveolar diseases include chronic pneumonia with atypical bacteria and fungi. Finally, both primary and secondary hypertension are the most common causes of vessel-related disease. For the cardiovascular system, we can divide it into six components. Pericardium, myocardium, valves, conduction system, vessels, and blood. For pericardium, think of constricted pericarditis and tuberculosis will be one of the main causes for this pathology. Myocardium disease is dominated by heart failure. The valvular disease can be any abnormality when it is severe enough. For the conduction system, both Brady and tachyarrhythmias can cause dyspnea. Coronary artery disease is the primary vessel-related etiology. And finally, anemia, when severe enough, will be another important cause of chronic dyspnea. Miscellaneous causes include neuromuscular disease, kyphoscoliosis, renal failure, obesity, gastrointestinal aspiration from GERD or dysphagia, deconditioning, non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema from cirrhosis or nephrotic syndromes, and psychogenic. Remember, the most common causes of chronic dyspnea in the United States are heart failure and COPD. Number four, diagnostic workup. 
The American College of Family Physicians recommends a stepwise approach to chronic dyspnea, including first a detailed history and physical examination, checking ambulatory saturations for which we can consider the five minute walk test, laboratory workups such as CBC for anemia, metabolic profile for signs of chronic hypercarbia or acidosis. Cardiac markers such as a BNP or pro-BNP can be helpful if there is a clinical suspicion of heart failure. An EKG can help assess coronary artery disease and arrhythmias. An echocardiogram could be considered as well, depending on the etiologies. A chest X-ray can provide multiple clues, such as pulmonary edema, consolidations, effusions, and so on. We can continue with a pulmonary function test to help understanding conditions such as restrictive versus obstructive lung disease. A chest CT scan can be helpful in the identification of certain conditions such as interstitial lung disease. If the initial workup is unrevealing, further invasive workup may be necessary, such as stress tests for cardiac disease, left and right-sided heart catheterizations, and cardiopulmonary exercise testing, or CPET. CPET can help to distinguish between pulmonary, cardiac, and other causes of dyspnea. A patient will walk on a treadmill or use a stationary bike to assess parameters such as telemetry, vital signs, gas exchange in the breath, lung volumes, and pulse oximetry. The measurement of the VO2 or the VCO2 can help estimate oxygen uptake and CO2 output from the lungs and provide key information regarding the specific cause of the chronic dyspnea. The takeaway points for this episode include, first, in the United States, the two most common causes of chronic dyspnea are heart failure and COPD. Second, in addition to the history and physical exam, the most critical initial diagnostic tests include a CBC, chemistries, chest X-ray, EKG, echocardiogram, and lung function tests. And third, the most common specialized tests that we can order will be chest CT, stress test, left and right heart catheterization, and cardiopulmonary exercise testing. Thank you for listening. Please follow our podcast in Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.